them come. This is their fate. <laughs> Got the perfect. <laughs> all right, all right. Welcome back to the House of Wolves podcast. I'm your host, Deontay, here at my near and dear friends, Jalen and Josh. Where we talk about all types of gaming, tech, whatever we want to talk about, news, and um, yeah, it's been an interesting week. Got some stuff I want to talk about, and um, yeah, gonna get into it. But before we do, as usual, you know, Jalen, Josh, myself, uh, update the people on what you're doing, what's what's new with you, and um, how life's been going in the uh, great USA. <laughs> great, yeah. man. First, I want to say, when are we gonna get uh, Dashy on this mug so he can? Uh, <laughs> Get that intro. What up? Litter litter than lit. (laughs) (laughs) Blow out your uh, car speaker. I don't know, man. But yeah, it for me it's summertime. Uh, It's it's hot out here in New York. Uh, Everybody outside to party, to protest, to all type of stuff, and. Uh, I we me and family been straight. Uh, just been oh, you know, working summer hours. It's a lot quieter, so I can uh, think about other stuff. Uh, plan some trips in the future, uh, and um, nice, nice, otherwise, nice. I've just been trying to shop for games. We'll touch on the seam sale, but hey, otherwise, I ain't I ain't got really much going on. So I ain't got no exams coming up like Mr. Boyd. But. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Nice weather out. Uh, Jalen, um, I'm going to pass the baton to you. Uh, shoot. Uh, everything's been smooth this way. Uh, I mean, I ain't really been doing much. Uh, my AC in my car had one out, so i just been in the car getting cooked. Boreal, you know what I'm saying? Oh uh, <laughs> I'm like, man, I'm sad, dog. No problem. Man, they tried to what they tried to hit me with. They said like twelve hundred or something to fix it. And I'm just like, man, y'all don't even know if that's the issue, bro. I'm like, y'all got me entirely fucked up. So I was like, uh, I'm trying to figure that out. But other than that, uh, like I said, I've just been studying. I've been kind of MIA, uh, just studying for my uh, board exam or whatever. So once I do that and I just be home free, it's the last little hurdle that I need to traverse. So um, that and it was something else I was going to say. Um, I can't remember, but yeah, I mean, just just enjoying the uh, the weather and things like that uh, when I'm not in my car being cooked, man. Uh, yeah, so okay, okay, um, yeah. I gotta that. pass you the baton. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it's the it's pretty much just same. Thing. I ain't really been doing nothing. I can't even hold you. I've been chi- I've been just you know hanging out with the kids. Doing like normal dad stuff, you know, doing small projects around the house, cleaning, getting the house prepared for the um, summer, you know, trying to get the backyard together. Get some, um, I gotta focus on getting some trees cut down. And um, yeah, man, just doing a bunch of whole bunch of dad stuff. I feel old as ever. Um, but 
it's cool. It's cool. It's part of growing up. It's part of uh, <laughs> moving to that next step or next stage. But um, God, is it boring? So um, yeah, that's what I've been doing. I've been playing some games in between, but I've been doing. I've been on my dad vibe, man. I've been just vibing with my dad stuff. Um, it's it's been fun. I ain't gonna hold you. It's been fun and boring. How's it? I don't know. I guess I get. I'm getting used to not having much time and most of my time being spent with my kids and um used to just uh i guess being less selfish and um just trying to help out as much as i can so that way the house is functioning properly that's very important yeah. especially as you get older just making sure the house is functioning properly so um yeah that's that's pretty much what i've been on man um but Always nice to get away, talk to y'all about some games, some stuff I've been reading as I've been, you know, uh, perusing the net. <laughs> I've been what, perusing. Uh, what projects you say you've been working on? Like the backyard? I did like, I did like some backyard stuff. Yeah, I like went out there and um, I cleaned up the, because my, when we bought the home, um, the backyard, it was like wintertime, so never went out there to really do stuff, but I have like a full deck, and I have to like get some of the, because I have big, I have some big trees around my house, so leaves and like debris or whatever, sticks, so I just went out there, got some of the stuff up, went down there, cut the grass down to the lowest point, and um, now I'm just going through and surveying where I would need to help the grass grow a little bit better as well as to you know get the grass to become a little bit more um safe for the kids when they when they go out there but that's a little time that's a little time down the road so i might end up by helping our uh, hiring some landscaping to just come do some small stuff and then like i said the trees so i need the trees out of here so that way it's not as bad of a maintenance job autumn leaves falling obviously it, it helps in all those different ways so um yeah, yeah so I, I got to do that and then i was just doing small stuff painting around the house getting some um some new f- uh furniture that i've got i just wanted to refinish it with a different color so for the kids in my room so or my office so i did some of that stuff today and um yeah i've just been doing small little stuff man it's been just keeping busy I mean, that's pretty much what it is, and um, still sticking to my diet. I'm trying to work out, but um, I'm still sticking to the diet at least. But um, mm-hmm. all those things all at once. It's, uh, I mean, it's, it's good. It's um, yeah, like it's it's work, like real work, but still a good yeah. use of your time. It's like you learning all of that stuff, and even if you got to reach out for like professional help, uh, you still. Oh yeah, like lay the groundwork for yourself. Um, so I know how to do that stuff. Yeah, man, it's like you just keep yeah. learning as you go, and um, owning the house is gonna just throw you into that, and it's gonna make you learn a lot more than you thought you ever could, really. So it's cool. Yeah. It's cool. But yeah, that's I've been me. working on uh, small stuff, trying to learn how to three D print. Uh, nice, nice, nice. Because. Uh, with the Steam Deck, like on Reddit and stuff, people always posting like different, um, like blueprints and stuff for like docks or stands. Um, yeah. And saw a lot, saw a lot of them. And um, at 
at my school, they have a 3D print lab. So I just took one of those blueprints, printed out a couple stands. Um, and yeah, it was pretty cool. So I'm going to keep looking what I can find, um, just make some stuff because it's pretty cheap. Like I printed a stand for the deck and it was like $8 and like a headphone case was like $2. And I'm pretty sure if you have your own like 3D printer, it might be cheaper, but of course you got to invest in that but yeah it's pretty cool no that's cool I, I never used one i always was fascinated by them um i've never used one though so that's pretty cool and that's definitely something i'll be wanting to hear more about because i think it's really cool actually and um mm -hmm. I, I was I, I remember writing an article about the guy like putting together like a whole house it was like habitat for humanity like the first house oh, they really? built straight 3d <laughs> printed like all of it it was crazy mm -hmm. how they created and built this thing in like sections, of course, but they did it all through 3D printing. So um, mm -hmm. I don't know how it's holding up. I heard it was still good. So, <clears throat> but yeah, they can do that now with the right cartridges mm -hmm. or whatever they use. I mean, obviously <laughs> it's feeding full real, real materials, but it's interesting. Uh, so, but yeah, I, I'm very much so interested in like that type of stuff, especially when it comes to creating like building larger items with 3d printing especially it's, it's just cool yeah and what i like about it so much is that it just eliminates the need to like go to amazon and like you know i gotta buy this 20 dollars case or stand yeah. or whatever for my computer uh because mm -hmm. i mean most of that stuff is like you know cheaper materials that's why you can get it so cheap but it's just like being able to make it for yourself whenever and like you don't like something you can just adjust it and yeah, yeah it's it's pretty cool uh and it, i mean it's pretty easy if you already have the blueprints but like if you're making the poop the stuff from scratch then it's it's a lot more work but yeah Jalen, you gonna get you um gotta get, you gotta get you the blueprints for them keyblades so you can get um for the <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I need to go. <laughs> I need to go look up a video on like 3D printing and like all the ins and outs of it and stuff like that because I never was able to like fully conceptualize it and stuff like that. But um, but yeah, I mean, it seemed interesting. Like the little videos, I see, I can maybe a couple keyblades and stuff. You know, open up a couple corridors and start just. To make you from a, a fake sea salt ice cream. Yeah. Like that, that tower in Twilight Town. We all can sit on it and see That's funny. But yeah, um, 3D printing is really cool. Um, but some of the topics we want to talk about, we're going to be all over the place today. I really don't want to spend too much time on one topic. I just want to kind of do some, um, do some uh, blitzing here, sort of, not really, but it's going to be what we want to talk about and kind of what, what's been on my mind and what I've been reading and things like that. So, um, so one of the first things I kind of was thinking about when, um, I know you were talking about steam sale when we were kind of got my steam deck and obviously I'm a person that has the switch. I have the Xbox, I have the PlayStation, and I have subscriptions on both. I have EA Play, I have Game Pass, I have PlayStation Plus where they, you know, provide games monthly um, for free. And then you have, like, I even have a Stadia account, even though I don't use it often. I have it. 
um, just in case I want to play something on it. Um, I have a few games on there, I, um, and then I have, um, yeah, and then I have my Steam. So, obviously, over the course of the time, <laughs> with these subscriptions and with uh, everything, I'm like, ooh, I'm gearing up for Steam sale. I wonder what's going to be out there that I can cop or, you know, do my backlog. And then the stuff that I was actually interested in, um... I tended to make sure that I didn't own it elsewhere. <laughs> so most of the time I owned it elsewhere. Um, I wanted to buy Dishonored 2 just to run through it on the Steam. And I was like, I already have it on Xbox. And then I was like, well, I want to play it portable. So should I do that? But then I also have the option to play, you know, Game Pass games through Xbox's um, cloud, you know, play. So... I was like, I can't justify paying for this, especially when, you know, I'm trying to conserve in certain areas. Why would I need to buy this game twice? I already have it. So um, either suck it up and play it on the big screen or use the Xbox Cloud Play to play it on your Steam Deck. So Dishonored 2 was out the door. And then I was like, okay, let me play Plague Tales. What about this? I wanted to play it before Requiem comes out. I thought it was really interesting. Also on Game Pass and also on my PS5. And I was like, well, I have two different ways to play it and I'm trying to buy it on Steam Deck. Why am I trying to buy it on Steam? I guess the, the point of this whole thing is, is that, um, and it's not like everybody has is privy to all of this, but if you do own more than one console and you do subscribe to Game Pass and you subscribe to PlayStation Plus, nine times out of ten you have like abundance of games kind of accumulating in the background that you really don't think about until you actually, you know, um it's time for a sale to come up and you're looking at the the, the catalog of games that are currently on sale, even newer or older, most of the time the newer ones aren't really a good sale and they probably usually go through that sale throughout the year and then the older stuff is like it's a deep deep sale but you probably already own it or someone has given it to you for free um so i i felt like when i was taught when i wanted to bring up this topic is back is is to basically set the premise of have sales become lackluster in um y'all opinions and or have you have they really not been been has it become a less of a big deal? Because I know Steam sell is probably one of the biggest because obviously it has the biggest library. But then you have um, like the PlayStation sale that's currently going on. Then you have GameStop Pro Day and all happening at the same time. I checked through all of that and I'm just like, eh, I don't really want anything that you guys have to offer. I'm pretty sure, you know, Tina Tiny's Wonderland, the one game I bought for 70 that I returned, got my money back, and now I'm going to try to buy it for cheaper. I'm pretty sure it's going to be $30 by December, so why buy it now? I'm not going to have time to play it. So it just doesn't feel like sales are being are being respected as, as they used to. What's your thoughts? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, shoot. Are you go ahead, Josh? Uh, I mean, you got to come in with your GameStop knowledge, but uh, <laughs> no, I, I would I agree that um, since you know uh, sales are always like a strategic thing, like companies want to maximize sales uh, in a certain period of time, um, and when it comes to like 
historically steam sale was always the best because like they would have like really big uh sales maybe they had like a shorter window on them but you would see like a game that came out a couple months ago be like fifteen dollars or if it's a game that's been out for a while it's like five dollars and that's a good time to get like the pc version it probably runs better than the console version and even if you go to like gamestop they probably still have the game marked up for like thirty dollars or something like that mm-hmm. used and so steam sale was always good to find those games you were waiting on that like now's the perfect time to get it uh and it, it was kind of predictable it was like oh this you know this game came out in january and so i'm gonna wait till this summer i don't have time to play it but it's gonna be on steam sale for like ten dollars but now looking at the sales it's like games that's been out like two years are like ten dollars off like god of war is fifty dollars on pc and it's not forty dollars on sale but if you look at it on the playstation they were giving it out for free for like with the PlayStation Plus, mm. and even still, it's been like less than twenty dollars for forever now. So, if you didn't already play God of War, this feels like the bad time to buy it because they're still charging almost a premium for it, and it's a two-year-old game already. Well, it's more than two years old, and it's Pretty been out on PC for a long time as well. Yeah, probably more. I think it's like five years now. Yeah, it's yeah. a it's an old game and they're still charging. They taxing. I I will agree with that. Um, and I don't know. I just I guess I felt like when I was going through everything, I was like, man, I'd rather wait for a humble bu- oh, what's them called the humble bundles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I said I'd rather buy a humble bundle than the Steam stuff because it just ain't no sale. I mean, it, to me, it's not. I feel like um, or the AAA games is not. Um, yeah, it, it's always the small games at this point that are actually going to shine. But you know, yeah, I guess you're right there. Miles may vary. <laughs> mm-hmm. Miles may vary definitely, and I, I like how they try to you know. But you know, there's they still have the same games that you know. I've I mean I've played before or I've had some opportunity to play in a different way. Um, I appreciate them, you know, doing like twenty percent off certain things, but like. You know, Devil May Cry. This is a these games. I guess the 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 guess the games that I was really hoping to like, you know, have a deep sell on. When I really came to think about the games that I'm actually interested in buying, it um they weren't really that much of a sale anyway. Like Guilty Gear Strive, I was just like, I I continue to wait. I waited this long, so my as well just wait more. Yeah. So everything was just felt like it was skippable. It wasn't like a really enticing sale um even when the tiny 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 wonderland for 47 is not enticing at all to me um yeah so it's just like uh i was gonna buy risk of rain and i was like oh, i can play that i don't have that on the other game consoles so then i started to look up pc only games <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> because i was like if it's on the console bro i don't really care Cause I could probably play mm-hmm. on a console somewhere, and it'd probably be cheaper, or it might it might not be cheaper. I mean, that's fine. I'm just I'm just saying I have a now, and it's probably just a me problem. I I'm expecting a, the average Joe out there to probably still have two consoles. I'm not expecting everybody to not. I'm not expecting everybody to just have one, but 
the average Joe probably has two consoles and they had it throughout the PS4 and they had it throughout the PS5 generation. You have those backlogged games that you could play or at least had access to that runs on the PS4 and the PS5 now and you could probably play it on the PS5 and it's look better or maybe even run better a little bit, uh, and especially on the Xbox. So it just feels as if it's diminishing to kind of run to the Steam sale because I now have, they have, they have they have created that that bridge. Xbox has created the bridge of older games that I couldn't play that I might want to go back to as well as the new generation moving forward. So um well, Steam had that that you know it had that exclusive, you know, the access to backwards compatibility. It wasn't really that much you can do about it. Obviously Nintendo was its own thing, but that was that was their thing. Now it's not really like it's not like Obviously, it's not matching Steam, but it's there and where you can like play older games and play Xbox 360 games and play Xbox One games um, and now Series X games. And it's sometimes comparable or even runs better than my PC setup on my Xbox Series X. So it just um, what I want to buy now on Steam and it's kind of what we kind of was talking about um, was those like you know, smaller games, story games that I haven't played or experienced. And they they have to be something I really just, like I was thinking about buying Near Replicant, but it was still $30. So I was like, that's just not cheap enough for me to try Near again because I obviously didn't like Automata. And, um, and I was like, maybe I can try it, but it's still $30. So I was just like, no, I'm going to wait on that too. And... It just kept it kept becoming more of I'll wait on it I'll wait on it <laughs> I'll wait on it and uh, yeah so I think for myself that these games probably the sale has begun to waver um, or at least I have become more picky about what I'm going to try and picky about how I'm going to spend my money because. I was thinking about buying Mass Effects on here and buying it, playing it portable. And I was just like, well, the Xbox has that right now for free. Well, how would I ever mm -hmm. buy it on here? So it just makes it hard for me to kind of start to move my my library over here when I have such a big one there. So it kind of causes me to kind of think about it like, well, do I want to pay for the premium, the premium to just play it on the go? And like play it on us, you know, while I'm just sitting in my bed. And honestly, the cloud gaming has caught up, and it, ha it provides a decent, uh, like you know, experience, especially for story games that I don't really care. Um, so, yeah, I guess, I guess my this, this entire point is here is that I feel like they have just lost this their step when it comes to. You know, really, really providing a, a very strong and, and cool lineup of, you know, really good, really good sales because it just is so many different factors now that cause it to not feel like an impactful sale. What's your thoughts on sales, Jalen? I know you um, are anti everything, but um, I know you got some stuff that uh, you purchased in the past and. You know, you you know, you know a little bit more about uh, them GameStops than most. <laughs> I'm anti everything. I anti y'all, am I? 
Yeah, 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 I guess okay. not. I guess okay. not. You're right. You're right, King. My bad. My bad. <clears throat> nah, we're, we're gonna be anti y'all now. Nah, just fine. But uh, I mean, like, I mean, what, what what standpoint do you want? You like just sales and like general? Because I mean, y'all, I know y'all been talking about like the Steam sale and stuff like that. And clearly, I ain't got a Steam there because I'm anti everything. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, um, I feel like it's the same overall. Like, yeah. all, all the stores have like. Uh, you know the Xbox. Uh, what's the sales called? <laughs> the uh, Xbox sales is. I mean, I, I think they just call oh, it flash like, sales. Yeah, flash yeah. deals and uh, stuff like that. So, like those, and I feel like those are always good. But then, like GameStop started being how to put it. Um, would y'all agree that like GameStop used to have really good sales at one point, and then the sales got worse over time? But those were still like the only way to get the games. Uh, I mean, I think yeah, I think GameStop was the one that you wanted to go to because you had the option to trade in and get cheaper um, items. Yeah, trade when, in and get like yeah five games for like fifty dollars or something like that. But I feel yeah. like nowadays you you might still be able to do it, but you gotta have a membership and you gotta go at the right time when they got promotions mm-hmm. and. The games are still twenty to thirty dollars instead of like five or ten, you know. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I don't know, man. I honestly, I feel like as time it's like changed, like accessibility is like greater. So, like, you got a lot of different options and things like that. So, like, thinking way back when when we was uh, running a jug on, like, GameStop and stuff like that, they didn't have, like, stuff like Game Pass and, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, well, let me rephrase it. I don't know when Game Pass actually came out, but it's not as prominent as it is now. So um, they didn't have those sorts of things. Um, and then just even going back way further, like, sales, they mattered a little bit more because we didn't have things like slick deals where everybody communicating and stuff like that and, the Twitter is where people are dropping deals and all these sorts of things for um, like games and stuff that you might want to go get or whatever. So um, I just say all that to say like, yeah, I think the sales have like, diminished a little bit in like value and stuff like that. But um, they just, I don't, yeah, I, I'm going to just leave it at that. Like they, they definitely diminish and stuff like that. But I think a lot of it is a tribute to like accessibility, different ways you can get the game and uh, things like that. Um, and then going to that GameStop point that you had, I feel like they used to have, like, you know, trade in two of these games on this list or something like that and get this brand new game for $10 or, um, you know, things like that. But I know they change a lot of stuff with their trade values and things like that, too. Like you say, you need to have a pro membership. They got pro ex- pro exclusive deals. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't really like- know. Do you feel like digital sales have become better than physical sales as of yet? Or close? Uh, I don't really partake in digital sales, so I can't really speak on that to its entirety just because, like, I can't get the game. I'm I'm a conservative game buyer, so I need to see value in a game, and if I'm going to get rid of the game, or I need to be able to get rid of the game before if it's going to be able to retain some form of value or whatever, unless it's like a a multiplayer game and stuff like that so 
um, going to like answer your question about like the digital sales and things like that. I mean, you you was a flash show king, you know what I'm saying? So like you was in flash shows. We know we know where your money is going. When we seen them flash shows. I'm like, when you start to put up that, like, like, yeah, they oh, probably yeah. gonna get me out there maybe for like fifteen, thirty or something like that, you know. But it's like though, um, yeah, always felt like PlayStation. I I felt like Xbox always had better digital sales than PlayStation. PlayStation always. It was never a reason to buy nothing off the PSN store because you can go to GameStop and get it cheaper. And then on top of that, when they started coming out with all this like DLC stuff, like when we stepped into this like huge DLC era where you're not getting the incomplete games or you're not getting a complete game and all that type of stuff. Like prime example, Fighter Dragon Ball Z Fighters, like you can get the game. It'd be sixty dollars. We're talking two years down the line, the game sixty dollars and stuff. I bet you I can pull it up, and they still want bread for that game. But you can go get it cheaper, and the game value diminishes because they start having expansions and stuff like that. So the expansions become the bigger selling points of the game, similar to like Destiny and stuff like that. Um, yeah. The the issue I was having was that why is PlayStation still selling this game for sixty dollars, and then they selling a season pass? We on season two now. They selling a the first season pass, calling it the ultimate pack, or y'all can fact check exactly what it's called. But the point is, y'all selling the ultimate pack when it come with the first season pass for I think it was like maybe like a hundred or like one ten or something like that. But I'm like, you can get fighters way cheaper now. And uh, the first season pass don't have as much value as it did before, because if you was to go buy the stuff, I would card in a different form or fashion. Um, then you can get it way cheaper than Panna. I'm going to give them the benefit of that. I would say it was 90 or a hundred dollars or something like that. There's no rate. There's no reason you should pay, pay, pay that much money for that game at this point in time. So I just go, I say all that to say that, PlayStation never really had deals. It was never anything compelling to go buy something off the PlayStation store. And it was just always like they they was just like I just said there's money hungry, man. I ain't never find like excellent deals on there. And then it, the fact that you gotta have a subscription to get a, a so called better deal when you can still go to GameStop and get the game cheaper to me is just absurd. Um so I don't know. Yeah. I feel like Xbox had flash shows more often that had like something decent, but you know, maybe they let's say they're equal. Uh, I will say physical games were always cheaper. Uh, ninety, you know, ninety-five percent of the year they're always cheaper because you go to GameStop, pick it up for guaranteed less than thirty dollars. For example, um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I remember I bought that on Xbox. But if you want to buy it, let's say a year after it came out, you go to GameStop. It's probably like twenty dollars. But that doesn't include any. DLC probably you got to buy the season pass and all that separately and that's that was always my issue especially during like the Xbox 360 era it's like oh, I bought Dead Space 2 for cheap but they won't de- all this money for DLC blah 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 so I if I want all that I'm end up gonna still spend sixty dollars uh, with the flash sales it seems like they give out the DLC a lot cheaper because when I bought Assassin's Creed Odyssey Normally, the game with all the DLC is like $100, but the flash sale was 20 for all the DLC, and I feel like that specific day or weekend that the sale was going mm-hmm. was way better than what you would get at GameStop. However, that sale probably comes you know, once or twice a year. Yeah, and, and I, I can agree with that. Like, I... I will. I'm, I'm kind of anti. Like I said, I'm a conservative buyer and things like that. When it comes to that, I don't really like condoning like buying DLC and stuff like that. But I will say, like, there has been times where the DLC was actually like uh, cheaper 
or it just made more sense to buy the DLC with the flash sale rather than just like buying a game. Like you say, you can go get the game elsewhere, go pay seventeen ninety nine, and then you can go get the uh, DLC because they got it on sale or something like that. So I would say that was, was probably the best time. The last time I really that I vividly remember actually taking advantage of like a sale that they had was I know Square Enix fanboy coming in, coming in. Wow, y'all here? No, was it was uh, Final Fantasy. Yeah, 15, the, the Royal Edition. But it, when you did all the math and stuff, it made sense to do it this way because I'm like, well, I got 15 physical because I can trade it in so I can go trade that game in, use my store credit to go get, you know what I'm saying, like a PSN like card or something like that and then go buy the little thing because it come with the game and all the DLC and stuff with it. And I think it was like maybe like $30 or something like that. And I trade the game in for like... It was probably, I probably got like $10, 15 for it. So it just made sense to do all that because all the DLC I was getting was like $60 or so. So um, mm-hmm. in, no, in those circumstances, it made more sense to do it. But uh, but yeah, so. Okay. Well, no, I, I, I agreed. I think when you're kind of talking about it and you're kind of, you know, explaining reasonings behind and like accessibility i think that does play a huge part i think uh the the layering because i do believe right now it's easier to find it's like it's easier to find a good sale on digital games than it is to find a good sale on physical um and sometimes it's a mixture of both but most of the time it's it's pretty good chance you're going to get multiple times of a digital game going on sale and versus a physical game you probably have to wait for like two or three times out the year to do so so and on top of that you have a lot of subscriptions now where they where they add games into some sad subscription to give you more you know um give you some buying power back so you have more you know haste when it comes to like just oh this this game's on sale but Maybe they're going to put it in Game Pass, or maybe they're going to put it on PlayStation Plus Extra, so maybe I shouldn't wait on it. Or maybe they're going to give it to us for free one of these weeks, or one of these months. So, it's it's causing people to be hasty on when, when they buy stuff. It's causing people to not really care for when a big sale comes, because 9 times out of 10, that game is going to still be on sale at a, some point later down the line, because they, they're way too frequent, and on all types of platforms, so it's not as if you have to go one source source that game from one place um and then it's also the the diminishment of you know physical you know gaming um physical gaming is falling off to the wayside so a lot of digital sales are easier to implement and push out so it's, it's always going to have that ability to you know catch someone's eye so when i do see large sales and i see oh he got a they got a crazy thousand games on sale the tens of thousand games on sale I end up just not caring because I'm not going to go through and search for the games that's that are on sale that I want to play. Obviously, there's the wish list wish list factor of Steam and everything, but it just seems like it's diminishing when you're trying to you have to search and seek for the games that you're interested in playing. When you should probably know off top of hand what you're interested in, and if it's just not if it's not hitting for or not actually providing a good value then you probably just gonna move on like i do so um i think it's just a lot of factors honestly i don't think it's just one thing but it's a lot of small things that add up to a big culmination of that 
do sometimes sales are useless sometimes large sales are useless when you can you know maybe have an impactful capcom publisher sale or a firm software sale or whatever you know when you have those types of sales it might be more impactful because you're like okay i know that company i might enjoy it but if you continuously put witcher on sale for 799 it's like okay what else do you have that may be you know maybe worth my time but um it just feels like it's a, a rehash of the same versus you know providing like a Maybe it's just maybe it's just the net marketing. Maybe it's how you present the games that you're trying to put on sale. Maybe it's bubbling up those successful games to the top. But honestly, I'm so sick of seeing Grand Theft Auto, Witcher, Sea of Thieves. I'm sick of seeing um, like Hollow Knight. I'm sick of seeing like Days Gone. You know, uh, Tales of Arise. You to go. Damn my cry, Mafia. Like those games are constantly on sale. So it's just like yeah. Yeah, you strike a good point. I ain't never think about it that. Uh, it's, I, I think when I see the flash sale, um, like you said, there's a lot of games that go through. You know, if you, I ain't going to say if you wasn't thinking about, well, that's kind of how I'd be like, if I ain't thinking about it and I ain't really want it, you know what I mean? Like, it ain't on my wish list. I know yeah. PlayStation, they kind of got a wish list, but I ain't thinking about it. So clearly, I don't need the game or whatever. I forgot all about this. That, and then the fatigue you get from seeing the same games. Like, I remember it's been numerous times. They'd be like, oh, Flash sale. And I'm like, man, I didn't try to have a Flash sale like, like a week ago or something. Because like, when you start saying it's a sale and you you keep telling me that y'all having a sale, like, how is y'all having a sale? Like, a sale's supposed to be this event, right? Y'all have this event that's occurring in my head because it's so saturated that it, it's always a Flash sale going on. Like, I feel like a Flash sale go on for at least 26 out of the 52 weeks of the year. So I'm like, why do it? It, it feels less special. And then, like you say, you had the same game. I was talking about Grand Theft Auto, get these shark cards, boy, like, mm. you know, the Witcher. I'm like, this game been on sale. Like, how can we all just leave a price here? And, you know, so it's like that. So, but I do got a question for you. Like, when you, what what made you a consumer of this, like, Flash? So, like, what, what piece used to get you? Was it the idea that it was, like, on sale? Like, the uh, what is it? fear of missing out um was it you actually wanted some of these things or like you just saying money to get you not money but opportunity to get more for less like i remember you bought, bought like the season pass for street fighter or something like that or you yeah, know like those honestly dlc so um i know now i know myself enough to know that if i don't really enjoy the game i dlc ain't gonna help me get there so it's like Say, for instance, I buy, I'm not saying Witcher because I like the Witcher. If I buy Witcher 3s, um, you know, with the DLC packs and I never played Witcher, I'm like, well, I can get this DLC too and it's going to be cheaper than anybody else paid. Plus, I'm going to have the full game plus everything that comes along with it. So I'm getting a complete game at this time. Um, maybe and maybe when I have time to actually play it, that's the benefit, right? The benefit is that you get the DLC that you normally would not get if you were to just buy said game and bought it at the right time at the at the time of others buying it, right? Um, then there's then there's games that just have their you know they don't really have anything like they just have that game like uh, Ghost Runner, um, and it's like eleven ninety nine right now and and it normally like thirty so. Um, 
if I wanted to play that game, it would be the opportune time to buy in because it's eleven ninety nine. But then you have to think about the value of value proposition. Plus, I already have Ghost Runner um, on my Steam Deck. Yeah. Uh, no, I have it. No, actually, I have it on my PlayStation. So if I have it on my PlayStation and um, and I have that game elsewhere, it, it, it basically always came down to the value of the game and how much extra I would get if I was to purchase. So they have a flash sale and I felt like it was a deal. Most of the time, it was never really just to buy the base game of anything. I never bought the base game of anything on flash sales. It was more so the place game plus DLC. So that plus DLC portion would get me and say, dang, okay, well, this might not go back on sale. But then I realized after a few flash sales that everything would go back on sale. So it was never really a reason for me. It, so it never was a fear of missing out after like the first or second one. It was more of, I felt like I feel like this is a value I might want, and I feel like I might play it, and then not that out of ten, it would just not be played completely through. Um, even when even when my wife bought me uh, Mortal Kombat 11 Aftermath Collection Edition, uh, where you get like <laughs> you get the Mortal Kombat, I beat Mortal Kombat 11. And I didn't never go back to play a DLC though, but she bought that with the DLC in mind to provide me more of a complete game. Obviously, I love fighters. I don't just don't have the time to play them, and that was something that I was going to play um, with her, and I just never got around to it. But it was, it's basically that value proposition. Really, it's not about fear of missing out. It's really just what more can I get for the value of the game now? And most of the time, that becomes a digital space. It's not. They're not going to do that if you go physical. Like, if you go physical and you go in the store, they have to come out with an actual fit hard package of that game. They never do that most of the time. Where they, like Mortal Kombat did, the Aftermath Collection was a physical game, but most games, they just, they don't do Game of the Year editions like they used to. They don't do, um, like, Ubisoft will probably never do it. They just give you everything and they call it the ultimate but they don't probably never going to sell you a physical copy of the ultimate edition or whatever or even like a ea game um definitely not bethesda um i think bethesda came out with the anniversary edition of skyrim or whatever but obviously skyrim's been on sale way too much it's been way too many re-editions that it just doesn't make any sense no more so um it's just it just feels like like I said like a rehash of everything else that's old. Um, they might couple in some new games here and there, but the, the sale isn't worth it because you know, nine times out of ten, you can find that physical game if it's not DLC included, cheaper elsewhere later down the line. It's never going to be a filler like a feeling of if I don't buy this now, I won't get into it. None none of the games follow that 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 pattern anymore. All games race to the bottom. Only games that really don't do that is like Fighters and Nintendo. So, alright. So, a more comical part. Man, how many times did you buy Just Cause, man? Like, did that come with DLC? I did not buy Just Cause. Like, I, if I go to my library right now, I can tell you I bought Just Cause. I don't even think I have Just Cause, but let me double check. Man, Josh, he had just called a bunch of times. That in, uh, Days Gone. Or no, not Days Gone. Uh, Dying Light. 
Man, I did not. <laughs> I, Dying Light, I bought twice. I bought Dying Light for the DLC, and I bought Dying Light, the regular version. Uh, the DLC, and I beat the following while you talking. I beat that DLC. <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> I I can't say I did that, but just cause I bought just cause, um, I bought just cause three, like once, and then I bought just cause four, and I never bought just just cause game. That was it. Just cause two, um, I think that was the one game that kept coming. It was like it it kept coming up in like sales, not sales, but like. Um, cheap buy buy five games like it was like them GameStop things, but I don't think I ever bought it on a flash sale. If anything, it was Dying Light. It was um, I bought a Tomb Raider, even though I beat it on um, even though I beat it on uh, what's it called? Death Box. Yeah, beat it on Death Box. Uh, but I bought it again on here because. I wanted to, uh, I wanted to see how it looked, cause I was remember I was doing a lot of like comparison videos. Um, sometimes it would like have a reason behind it, and sometimes it wouldn't. But just cause, like like I said, I never bought just cause. I would still see it over here in my collection. I only bought just cause four, and that was um, a, a failure. I, I returned it because I actually I got it through Gamefly, and then that was it. I mean, Just Cause Three I did buy, but I don't remember how I bought it. It definitely wasn't a flash sale. I would see it on my collection, but it wasn't a flash sale, sir. So yeah, 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 yeah. Let me clear my name. Did not buy that <laughs> game. Uh, I to flex on you, man. We know how many times you bought Kingdom Hearts. We all know how many systems you you bought that Kingdom Hearts on, G. We bought that Kingdom Hearts on way too many systems, man. So listen, listen. I bought Kingdom Hearts. Let me see. I bought it on a PS2. No flash sales. I bought on the PS2 and uh, I bought the collection on the PS3. That's what, that's what I did. You bought on the PS4. Correction, Simone bought it. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, trying to get out with a technicality. Uh, he said, nah, 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 G on the gift. Nah, man, uh, you bought it. You got it again, G. Uh, <laughs> nah, man. I, but yeah, I, I only thing I ever bought multiple, like multiples of yeah, it had to be dying light. Um, everything else, I just did not do that. I don't think I did anyway. Oh shoot, I got just cause three on here. Hold on, wait. <laughs> Man, I was about to. I remember. I knew you bought that in a flash dude. I knew it. I was on pressure, dude. But I remember. I remember coming home, dude. I was. Hey, hold on. Do I got the Do I got the DLC? Let me see. That game had DLC. Dang, I do got the DLC. <laughs> Okay, I got the Mechland assault. Oh no, the Sky Fortress. Hey, Josh, you thought he was clear his name, man. I was like, man, I remember you said you bought that game, dude. I remember that in Street Fighter. If there's two games I remember, it's that in Street Fighter. Maybe but, Dying Light, but but I, I, I must have bought it on here and never bought it on my other system. Or I had to, did I get it on my Xbox and then I bought it on here with the DLC? <laughs> It had to be one of those situations. Yeah, probably was that. Yeah, because I must have played it on my Xbox, beat it, and then I was like, I'm about to DLC on the Flash, and you was like, man, it's not DLC. 
Dude, I think that's exactly I'm like, man, what happened because game, if I pull up my Xbox, I'm sure I got some achievements on that thing. Yeah, all man, right, I'm like, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm exposed a little. Not really, though. Like, like I said, I ain't buying multiples. I maybe bought it once or twice, but I guess that's multiples. But, man. Uh, but yeah. Not so good, though, man. I mean, I, mean, I bought Kingdom Hearts a couple times. I mean... <laughs> I got yeah. exposed. I it, said, it was Hold on, this, that ball ain't in here. I was kind of scrolling down. I was that just cause no. That said, "Download oh, to install." I said, "No." <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, man. I guess um, but yeah, I I think I think um, and I am at you. At, you're right. I'm definitely someone that actually participates in sales. I just I just don't care anymore. Um, I feel like I got enough games that like really really large, you know, open thing of games that really really doesn't matter no more and to even think about it. But moving on because that was a long topic. Um, something caught my fancy. It's called Evil West. Um, it's by Focus Entertainment. It feels like it. It kind of looks like um, the Order eighteen eighty six and Remnant from the Ashes, in that type of style. But it it feels like it's way more polished. Might have like a pretty cool or interesting, funny story. But basically, you're 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 in the Wild West, like um, that time period, and you know you know talking about six shooters and duels and all that stuff, and then you're fightings um vampires yeah they're vampires um so yeah i mean I, you can't really go wrong with that i feel like that's a winning combination if you just if you've got good polish if you um actually have a fun and interesting gameplay which it seems like they did they, they kind of nailed the gameplay at least um I don't know. It, it, it reminds me of those older games that um back in the 2000s, 2000 like 10, 2008, 2009, Bullet Storm, stuff like that. It reminds me of those fun, quirky games that just, you know, you can have a little good time. You ain't really got to think too much about. And they might have an interesting like a uh, little story to it, but it's nothing like major. And um, yeah. I, I'm interested. I'm, 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 I, I can say that I, I want to test it out, see if it if it um, runs or plays as good as it looks because it looks a lot of fun. It's just like you know, blowing up TNT, sharpshooting, melees, going crazy, blood everywhere. You fighting vampires, man. It's, it's, a, it's a fun time, but um, yeah, it came out of nowhere. It was probably one of the better showing through that whole showcase. Um, I don't think nobody showed it. It just dropped around by itself. Like I seen it on the IGN post, then they dropped like an extended gameplay trailer. And honestly, I'm interested. That was that was that was good enough. Hopefully, it it don't disappoint. But mm -hmm. it seems as if they have like some cinematic cutscenes, like some pretty interesting characters, um, settings, and and like things that is going to be happening in it. They, they look like some big old bros. Like, they they real strong, cocky people, but 
that like I said, it fits that 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 uh, <laughs> it fits the two thousand eight era time frame. Uh but yeah. you know when it come out or is it already out? It comes out um that is a good question. I believe it comes out September okay, September twentieth. It comes out on September twentieth. So not too far away. It's like a couple mm-hmm. months away. Um but like I said, what they showed, it actually looked really good. So um definitely looking forward to it. If you haven't se- checked it out, it's called Evil West. You can check it out. It's on um IGN, they kind of or Focus Entertainment put it up too. Um but yeah, it looks like it looks like a lot of different types of games, but it also has this very, you know, this weird ambiance because you can go underground and you're like exploring their the, the vampires like areas and you got like this 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 different kind of like like you you're now you're not not within the sun you're out in these caves these corridors and like these large large underground caves it's um it's pretty interesting like I said it looks cool enemies look cool and um the gameplay looks cool so. Um, I'm hoping that it's actually going to be a fun game, and this is me plugging it. So, Evil West, people, check it out. Any thoughts on Evil West before we move on? Uh, no, when you describe it, it sounds like the Order 1886, because, like, didn't they have vampires in that game, too? Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it makes me picture... Like, I know you said Focus, but it sounds like uh, what I would think of uh, Devolver. Um, like yeah. Devolver, they always have, like, a a, a weird, weird yeah. game. It either has, like, a weird art style or a weird concept, but it's fun. And, mm-hmm. like, you know, they put a little money behind it, but it's not, like, a triple-A game. So, yeah, that's what it puts me in, in mind of. So, I'll have to check it out. Uh, but, yeah, it sounds cool. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice old beat 'em up, old style games. Something you can enjoy. Quick burst, get off. You ain't got to really think too much about. That's what I like. I like games being games. Not um, not everything we got now. I don't know. Everything seems to be um, got to be super large, big budget. MMOs. They gotta be massive online multiplayers. They gotta be something special. I'm like, man, no. You can just play a decent single player game um, and and be fun. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Very strange where the the gaming world is going. Um, but AMD's um, FSR 2.0 is now available on an Xbox Series X. Um over for for most of the time the Xbox has been getting dragged by the PlayStation 5 and, and it just doesn't seem I don't get it because it's like it's supposed to be on paper, it's supposed to be stronger, but really most of the time the PS5 is outperforming and I understand that people have more time to develop with it, but it's like 2022 now. So, it feels like and they should have caught up or understood how to use it. Um, I mean, but maybe we got some hope with this FSR. That's something that 
uh, Sony does not have the capability of doing. FSR is basically like the DLSS. If you don't know what DLSS is, like deep learning super sampling. Um, it is basically um, a resolution. It, 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 it lowers the resolution, the game's actual um, resolution, and then it kind of uh, super samples it up to a higher res. So if it's 720p, it's going to super sample it up to 1080p to make it look that sharp, but it's only taking the power to run a 720p game, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, um, FSR 2.0 is a lot better than 1.0, and now Xbox Series X has the ability to run those, use that you know tool to kind of make their games run a little bit better. Um, I kind of want to see where it goes. Um, DLS DLSS is really huge on the PC, uh, especially for NVIDIA. Uh, it does a lot well. It has dedicated cores. FSR is a little bit less uh, like it doesn't need the hardware that NVIDIA states it needs to kind of pull it off. And um, it's a little bit more. How do you say public? I don't know how you say that. It's like they they run on multiple like they can run on the video um, hardware. If yeah, I'm not mistaken. FSR right? is um, it's. I don't know if it's like completely open source, but it's a it's available for all um, systems to use. Yeah. Whereas, like, if you want access to DLSS, it's technically like the better like tool, but it's only for specific NVIDIA cards, which is uh, how they you know, you know keep their market uh, advantage. They don't want it to be completely available to everything. Uh, so that's that's the the main difference. Yeah. So I think I think with that we should see some you know I wonder I, I want to see first the games that they're gonna go, actually implement it and then um, I want to see really truly how well it does. I mean already companies are using it if I'm not mistaken. I think there's a few already titles out there. Not on the Xbox Series X, but just like FSR 2.0 on PC. Um mm -hmm. that I would I would not think it you know it, it would work differently or too much differently than what it'd be implemented on the Xbox Series X. So I don't think it'd be a hard ask to have that um enabled. So I, I guess I'm looking to see how this truly changes what the games look like and how they run and um, everything. So I think, I think at the end of the day, Sony's still going to spank them, but um, <laughs> we'll see. I just don't get it. Um, I really don't. Sometimes I'd be like, I'd be really wondering, like, I wonder they, they, I think they had to drop that marketing whole thing about um, the world's most powerful console um, on paper. Cause that's what, I mean, that's what they got to put at the end of it. I mean, nobody wanted to market that way on paper but it's 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 a very interesting um thing you know it's kind of like it's kind of like yeah you, you claim something but you haven't proven it at all so um we'll see yeah i don't know of course nobody knows the specifics but it definitely seems like either playstation has like better support or it's just easier to just like plug in 
whatever developers just put in what they want and it just works without having too much extra work and whatever yeah. on xbox side like obviously you can tell with games like uh elder ring from software don't optimize their games at all right but it runs better on playstation by default and whatever they're doing by default is their advantage over xbox uh yeah. even if they're completely equal power level they they just have whatever set up uh easier and as far as fsr um back when they announced it for the x the series x it was it's one of those things that um doesn't sound exciting for like i say the common person because that's pretty much a pc specific tool that mm -hmm. you won't really think about but um i've used it a bit one it come uh, Steam Deck has 1.0 built in, and you know with Steam Deck you gotta do a lot of optimizations, try to get over 30 frames for certain games. Mm -hmm. But basically, it just like that set your game to lower than 720p. You know, set it all the way to 480p, and it's gonna look trash, and you're not gonna like how it looks. But FSR is gonna scale it up to look uh, native or 1080p. Uh, and if you put the, like, if you put, like, a 1080p image versus the upscale FSR image next to each other, you might be able to see some differences, like, maybe in the background or the textures don't look exactly good. Uh, but if you don't put them side by side, most of the time you don't tell the difference and you get all the performance back. So, you know, the game is stuttering, like, uh, Elden Ring, and then you put FSR on it, and now it runs great. Mm -hmm. Um that's the that's the whole idea behind it so if um well we we're familiar with i guess games on xbox or playstation have like the performance mode and like quality mode but those are like preset settings that don't always give you the best uh how to put it the best um combination of features that you want like it's 30 frames per second and the resolution is low and you're like well i wish I have more granular options but with this extra tool it should be a lot easier for people to choose how they how they want the game to run if you want a native 4k then that's your choice but if you are okay with changing the resolution it'll run better and i was i was going to quickly say like one example is like uh, when i was working on a school project i let deontay play my project which was a game and mm -hmm. when i set it up by default it didn't run well because i was i was learning all the technical stuff behind it but it was like running DirectX 12 and didn't have any scaling options for its like resolution and so i think on a lot of systems it probably had uh, performance issues but once i learned all that switched everything to DirectX 11 and then implemented dlss and fsr and they work pretty similar like theoretically but uh, you can really see the difference where, like, the game was struggling to run at 40 at, like, 1080p. And then once I fixed all that and put FSR in, I could set it to 720p, have it upscale on, like, quality or performance mode, and easily get 120 frames with just, like, nice. a couple settings. Yeah. And so that's So you're seeing, like, more than, you know... 50% like you're seeing some really yeah, good it games. Was, it was a hundred percent gain or, or more 
mm-hmm. uh, based off of those. Um, and I, I think we, at best, we should expect like a lot of games that are struggling to no longer have issues. I don't know if every game is going to be able to go from 60 to 120, but we should at least get out of the 40, 50 range for a lot of these games on the Xbox that are like having these issues. Nice. Now, um, it's still, it's something that, it's not something that's just like, it's not something that's just like um, across the board FSR. It's more of a something they have to implement, developer has to put into their game, right? Um, it so in the I well that's a good question because I don't know how Xbox is implementing it because Ooh. DLSS the benefit of that on Nvidia cards is developer don't have to do anything the graphics card is gonna take over and do it FSR from what I've seen from what I use you have to plug it in and uh, I don't know how Xbox has built it into the system. If it's a system-wide thing, that that's better. But if not, we just have to wait for like a couple updates for games to turn on the option to use it. Ooh. Okay. Well, yeah. That, I mean, that's that's pretty much that's pretty much the key. I mean, keep on keep keep utilizing software because it's not really the hardware that's gonna get better. It's software that gets better that makes the hardware seem better you know <laughs> that is pretty mm-hmm. much that's been the case for quite a while now is a lot of hard software making hardware look better um so if they continue to do that yeah they can claim that world powerful console um based off soft, software so um I, as i as they continue to go down that path i'm more optimistic basically i'm more optimistic to see what they can actually do with it i'm more optimistic to see if now I can, you know, take turn a uh, 60 frame per second game into 120 frames. Um, I think that's all really cool. So, yeah, S- seems cool. Seems seems like it's gonna be a good time. Um, <clears throat> and I'm trying to figure out, you know, the other thing that I wanted to, you know, touch on, because um, I know we and you. <laughs> I've been looking for solutions for, um, and I don't want to just carry around like six SD cards, you know, micro SD cards. Um, they have like a new 1.5 terabyte micro SD um, that they just came out with, or at least it's been certified, I believe. I don't know if it actually came out or anything. It's like they certify it as like it's, it's, it's available for sampling mm-hmm. to customers. So basically, it is something that they have created bleeding edge technology um i'm trying to figure out what was the big pain point for them to kind of continue to go up is it like transferring like i guess it's the compactness of a sd card and how how that all works i really i really haven't wrapped my brain around what what goes all into it but basically going from one terabyte to 1.5 terabyte is a big deal so um it basically allows for more games to be housed on your steam deck <laughs> that's the only thing i care about i mean i really don't care about the actual you know techno technological aspect of it or like why how it costs and what 
what they had to do to get it there. Um, all I'm looking for is to know how many more games I can hold on my SD card without having to swap it. Um, have you have you been trying to or have you had to test out swapping SD cards and has it been seamless or have you not done that before? Like I haven't done it. Um okay. Because I don't have multiple like large capacity SD cards, mm-hmm. but I've seen you know people talk about it uh, that it's pretty easy that you can have that it's pretty seamless. I don't know if you have to restart or if it's just as simple as like pop it out, pop it back in. Because like I don't want to mess it up, <laughs> even though I yeah. think it'd be fine, but I don't want to mess with it if I don't have to. Right. Um, yeah, but that that was one of the marketing points for Steam is that it should be for the Steam Deck that it should be a um, pretty seamless. That if you want to have multiples, you can just go in. But even still, like I feel like I'm past the point where I want to carry around multiple SD cards. Where like I got to worry about what games have what downloaded, if it's up to date, and all this type of stuff. I just ha- rather have everything available. Uh, so that that's good that um they have the ability to put a lot more games on there because mm-hmm. uh, i think a terabyte and a half is pretty good like storage yeah like, no i think you so. you won't even need all that but like it's really good for like a handheld which you you know you might have a lot of titles in there yeah no, um, I, I agree i just want i just don't like the fact that you know having to carry around or like swap them out and understand which ones is in right now I really don't want to go mm-hmm. down that rabbit hole, so I've been just deleting stuff and trying to, you know, be selective on what games I want to play. But at the same time, I really want to just load it up for some things that I want to just try. Cloud Cloud Play has really helped with the Steam Deck because I I do play a lot of the cloud gaming. Like I do play a Stadion or I do play Xbox Cloud Play um, most of the time. So it's and then I sometimes even emulate my PlayStation. So it's um or not emulate but uh remote play my playstation so a lot of different ways to kind of play games on there but i also want the experience of having the game on the set console sometimes um not saying that the 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 call play is not is atrocious i'm just saying i would prefer sometimes to have those on uh hand i don't have to be done with wi-fi or anything like that so um yeah that's kind of where i'm at with the um that micro SD card in my Steam Deck is just trying to balance out what games I want to play on it and I want to finish on it. Um, and not just, you know, oh, this is cool that it's running on here. So I'm trying to get rid of those games. <laughs> like, I could yeah. try to play Phantom Pain because I was like, I ain't never beat it. But I was like, nah, I'm straight. Because it runs good on there. It looks good. And, you know, it plays well. I just don't feel like running around that type of map with that type of game for that long on handheld so um it's just not gonna it's not a good fit um but something like plague tale innocence um designer 2 something a little bit more streamlined linear in that way um, i can do um but and we'll see like i said there's plenty of games out there on steam deck and there's plenty of time to play so I just I got nothing but time to look for the games I want to play, and then maybe 
I hit up the Steam deal. Like I, I got, I got, I need, I need like two days. I, I think it goes till July seventh. So I'm take two days. I'm gonna look through and I'm gonna see what games I actually interested in playing on the Steam Deck that I don't have elsewhere. And then I'm hit up Steam Deck sale. I'm, I'm, I'm report back. Yeah. Let y'all know how if it if it actually worked out for me. But right now, as I'm just perusing, nothing pops out. I already I'm not playing Shadow of War on there. You know, it's just it's just a, the the known knowns that's gonna be on sale. It's like a get out get out of here. Um, yeah. But it, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, same thing. Uh, all the you know AAA games that I saw in there were I feel like too expensive for how old they were or I already played through them. Only reason I would like rebuy a game on there is like if I, if it's gonna play differently because uh, it got DLC or it got mods or something like that. But a lot of AAA games weren't worth it. Mm-hmm. But like you said, games like Risk of Rain that are smaller, or I got like uh, Somnio Files, which is kind of like a detective story, like Phoenix Wright type game. Mm. So a lot of those smaller games that might have a good story or have a, a lot of content that's easy to just pick up and play, those were like $5 each, but all triple a games are like thirty dollars and it's not really worth it <laughs> yeah so, um yeah i think uh, yeah we we kind of uh, rehashed it hashed it again these these sales ain't nothing they ain't no good no more we gotta <laughs> we gotta be real selective I, I think i think once i sit down and kind of figure out the steam games that i want uh it'd probably be better for me to just have a wish list um, but then again, there's sites that sell Steam games for so much cheaper. Like, there's plenty of games I bought on Steam that were, like, Buku's cheap on, like, little websites mm-hmm. outside of Steam. Now, now are, are they the most trustworthy? Who knows? But um, they, get, they give you a key and you get your game. But... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's the most legitimate. And I, I, Slick deals always got me, keep me, uh, keep me up to date. It's it's a it's a site called um, Aniba, E N E B A. Um, anyways, I ain't trying to plug them, but um, they they've been doing pretty decent. I ain't I, I ain't got no problems with them. Steam games be thirteen bucks. They be forty five on there. I'm like, sure, I'll take thirteen dollars. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it just it makes Steam sales very less interesting to me. I always check that right after I say, I was like, okay, let me see how much on Steam. I'm tired. Let me go check on my other site. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's just uh, yeah, lackluster <laughs> to Ooh. say the least. Uh, too saturated, ain't that right, Jalen? They got too much accessibility. Access accessibility now. Just too much, too much out there. Man, <laughs> you know, you know, you know who set them sites up, man. That's them Jack Welch's of the world. You need good feedback. <laughs> maybe you <laughs> see a game. Maybe you see key. Maybe you do not. <laughs> Leave good feedback. <laughs> Jack Welch. Bro. Jack Welch. You know who Jack Welch Chronicles go crazy. Um, but yeah. So the next thing that we kind of wanted to talk about, and another, another scammer, um, the CEO of Ubisoft, I don't know how to say his name, Yes, 
Galimot or something like that. Eve's Galimot. Um, Galimot. Yeah. Um, he is deciding to take a. Uh, he's voluntarily taking a sizable pay cut of three hundred thousand dollars. I think it's like three hundred and ten thousand or three hundred twenty-seven thousand in USD. Uh, he's taking a three hundred thousand dollar pay cut, and he his salary is around six hundred fifty-seven thousand. Which is interesting, but he is the CEO of Ubisoft, so I'm, I'm assuming he should be making around a million a year. Um, but <laughs> this ain't no skin off his back. He rich. I mean, I don't really understand. You making six hundred thousand? There is well above the mean for living a luxury, <laughs> luxurious life. Nobody cares that you took this pay cut. It doesn't really solve the problems that Ubisoft ain't put nothing out. Um, it's not good PR. Honestly, it, it just makes me know that you make $600,000. And honestly, the best thing y'all have done lately, I don't know, is just not put out another Assassin's Creed game. That's it. I mean, and that's not a good thing. That The best thing you've done is not put out another Assassin's Creed game. Um, I don't know what to say about Ubisoft. I think they just... They're in their own world. I think they're... I think what happened was... You know what I think happened, honestly? They got really into putting out crap games and making them better over time. Rainbow Six, For Honor, um, The Crew. Uh, they were like... They, they just kept doing it. Riders Republic was good when it first came out. But it was just like this whole thing again of Ubisoft putting out a big MMO or massive multiplayer online co-op game and it falling flat. Even when they, you know, you know <laughs> hyperspace or hyperscape, uh, let's have some fun. I mean, all these games just be flopping. And I don't really know what to say about this company, to be honest. I thought... That they were going to be going down the right path, but it just seems like Ubisoft at least haven't raised their price on their games. So that's the one thing I can say about them. They ain't raised the price. They still sixty. That's it. What what y'all got? Y'all got anything nice to say about Ubisoft? He took a three hundred thousand dollar pay cut. What y'all think? Man, you know I ain't got nothing to say about you being nasty, dog. Hey, yeah, you do. Talk about Assassin's Creed Unity. <laughs> <laughs> bro, after, man, I ain't even finna get into this, bro. Just know I ain't, man, you, I ain't had no faith in Ubisoft. Uh, what's his name? What's his name, Arno? I think his name is Arno him back. or something. <laughs> On Unity? That's, that's, oh, you did they gonna get the, uh, your dollars bro. that they bring Arno back? <laughs> bro. I was that that had to be the worst case of buyer's remorse I ever had, and I was broke. You know what I'm saying? I was at Michigan State, broke. I was just like, man, I know I did not spend all this game stop money and all my money on this game for this dude hair to be stuck in midair, dog. Like I was just like, I was sad, man. I'm like, bro. Now, ever since then, that was a turning point for Ubisoft. Cause Ubisoft used to be straight, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, but after that, man, I just ain't. I don't know, man. I'm, I just stopped trusting them because I'm gonna be saturated with glitches and just. Loot boxes and there's all types of crazy stuff in the games. Four hundred or not four hundred? Yeah, four hundred. Yeah, four hundred. Siege was cool though. Rainbow Six Siege was cool. 
that that game was cool. Besides, it didn't start cool. Yeah, people used to be in them bushes shoot you through that garage. <laughs> it definitely didn't start Bro. cool. Warren was Bro. <laughs> y'all y'all got salty. Bro. Rainbow Six Extraction. Oh yeah, that did come out, huh? Oh yeah, Extraction was cool. But that was a forty dollar game. Like they they weren't even accent uh the full amount for that one, yeah. Man, I'm gangster. I be guess Immortal play, Phoenix Rising was a good game. I just didn't care to play it or beat it. Um, what that game is like. Bro, they ain't really got nothing, bro. They got Riders Republic. I liked it that. Far Cry 6, I did not like. Um, it was okay. Uh, yeah. Valhalla, no. Um, they got the Ghost Recon story. You know, the Division. They just put a lot of money into these games that just didn't make it. Um, they just seem like... They just seem like, um, what do you call it? They're like, um, they like watered down versions of what we, what somebody already else did. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody did it better. Um, even that Rocksmith game, like Rock Band did it better, bro. So I just feel like a lot of their games, uh, outside of the Far Cry series, Assassin's Creed was their biggest, like, biggest turning point for games that was like innovative but everything else just feels like somebody did it better before um what about uh watch dogs legion <laughs> what you think about watch dogs me and josh both played it we got we got bamboozled a little bit um i enjoyed some aspects of it but at the most sense, but but like totality of it no uh some aspects of it was cool and like the whole, you know, play with anybody type thing was cool, but um, totality, story, glitches, you know, functionality, can't open cars, doors, you get out of car doors with the T-stand animation, ah, me and Josh ran to all of that, so I'm straight up. Why do they be releasing on games like that, bro? I don't know. They always release these games like toe up, bro. It's not just you be nasty though. It be like everybody. Like the only people Man, that you be so good for it though. And dude. then you, and then you can't even the people that you supposed to trust like um Project CD Project Red, they even <laughs> gank you like you can't trust none of these people. Nintendo they try because they Nintendo does a good job of polish, uh, like polishing their games and making sure they look running well. Um, they just they're they're the the to the point of their polish is like mediocrity to me now. It feels like thirty frames per second at ten eighty p is just not good enough. Not even ten eighty p, like subpar ten eighty p, like nine hundred p, like it's not good enough. But I understand what you're you're limited by your hardware, but it's just not good enough in these times anymore. Um, I just feel like you, 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 you've been, you've been lollygagging this from since 2017. You've been riding on this switch. Y'all scared to put something else out because y'all, y'all just know <laughs> y'all might not catch another Wii U. So y'all just going to keep, keep on, keep it on with this dang on switch underpowered. I'm not playing Xenoblade. I'm not playing nothing on y'all console because it's all going to run like garbage truck juice. So um, <laughs> I mean, I understand y'all, you know, they, I mean, they do their thing when it comes to, like, getting the games to run on it, 
But outside of that, I feel like they just don't have the support that I need to kind of want to play those games in that way. I understand that it's handheld and it's like very light, um, especially when you have the the deck or the, the Steam Deck. But um, I'd much rather play the Steam Deck. So, and that's going to be the the case for a while. But, um, but yeah, same thing with Ubisoft. Same thing with Activision. All these companies, bro. Um, they just, I don't know, man. I feel like it's no, it's, no. it's it's it's, yeah. it's you 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 I feeling the uh, oh go ahead. No, I was gonna say about the Ubisoft situation. I I agree, and it definitely feel like this is their their strategy. Is like they one year they come out with all their big titles, Assassin's Creed, blah blah blah, and then the next year is like the DLC year in their smaller games because before they were doing all their games once a year and that got people got tired of that so they switched to two year but it don't seem like they actually i guess two years might not still be enough because the games still come out valhalla was like the most polished of ubisoft game i played in a while but it was boring and some of it mm-hmm. wasn't even polished that well so you would still have boats floating in the air like there's plenty of clips going around <laughs> Of stuff like just being just a right in that game. <laughs> but, well, I really wonder how they even do that, dude. That, they just don't know. They don't know where to sit the asset. Like when they when they actually call the asset in, sometimes it just like doesn't call in properly into like the code. So it's kind of like it floats or where they sit it when it's not on screens. Like sometimes they have to call that stuff in from memory, and it sometimes it just doesn't properly work right. Um. I mean that's just like that's like very very generic game design. I could probably be lying about some of that stuff, but that's just, that's typically what it is. Is like when they call in like a, a ass like a actual uh, um, piece of like 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 anything like really like like the boat like um, like a texture or even like not not textures but more of like an actual physical asset like a boat or like a house sometimes it just doesn't populate properly same thing with horizon zero dawn like i played that game houses were missing there's pieces on places that was missing and i mean obviously that game it gets a pass because it was just popping you like once you got close enough it'll come in but you like literally looking at the horizon like you'll be looking at this big old building and half of it's missing so um that it's like you get it's i don't want to get accustomed to it but that is what's happening i'm accustomed to it's like it's hard it's hard to find good help nowadays that's all it is you can't you can't you can't really get mad at it i'm gonna get mad if i pay 60 70 dollars and the ship ain't where it's supposed to be at bro like i ain't got that bro even in (laughs) movies bro like everything bro everything is diminished like you if you go into if you go to your local uh it, it all starts at the bottom you go to your local mcdonald's you can't even get a good you can't even get hot fries you gotta get your cold fries you gotta get the the angry person um the person that don't know how to get you in and out mcdonald's run a tight ship but maybe hit up a wendy's hit up a burger king where they kind of lax on the the, the the demands and the the, the time frames Man, you'd be sitting up in there thinking, like, who and what did I just come into? Because it's hard to find good help. And that's just the same thing with production and everything. So, 
People people would rather be YouTubers or whatever the case may be. Um, sometimes it's just hard to find good help, and it shows. And that's why um, you need to keep paying, keep paying these strong studios to keep on keeping on. So what about uh, what about the division too? Was that was that game not good or, or Watch Dogs too? Watch Dogs two or Division two? Like just <laughs> Division two. Division two was. Um, I think it's still getting updated. Yeah, it's still like, getting it, updated. It didn't, I don't think it launched good, but it's still getting updated. Yeah, it's still getting up. They don't abandon their games, um, even when they should. They don't abandon them, so. That's the good thing about it. If you if you if you enjoy division, they still gonna have something for you. But I think the last thing that came out, ooh, ooh. <laughs> are you still are you serious? Warlords of New York was the last expansion. Oh yeah, that game dead. That dang dead. <laughs> that came out in twenty twenty, March of twenty twenty. I remember when that came out. That was like right when the pandemic started. I felt like that game got less support than the first division. Is that which I oh, think? Oh yes, 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 it did. Okay, well, I was gonna say that game phased out way quicker than the division one. Yeah, division one got a lot more support. Um, dang, I thought they had another DLC. What about <laughs> Watch Dogs Two? I kind of want to play that game still. Watch Dogs Two. Watch yeah. Dogs 2 still got support. I mean, and not support, but I mean, it's like you can still play it and they have like a summer sale going on right now if you wanted to buy it. It ain't on Game Pass? No. Never mind. They can stay tight. Who just did the Uplay? Was it, was it Sony? Ubisoft just came to um, Game Pass, but I don't know if it's a separate subscription or if it's included like the EA one. But it's they have their uh, Ubisoft subscription on there. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Okay, maybe it, maybe it is on there. Um, but I didn't know that. I didn't. I didn't they, think so. They just put uh, a couple of the Assassin's Creed games on there, but I, di- I didn't look for Watch Dogs. Um. Yeah, because they had Rainbow Six Extraction. What, what? Um. But it was a yeah. So I mean, I mean, they might have it. I'm trying to think now. Let me see. Watch Dogs Two Death Box. No, that's five hours. Dang. Hey, you might as well just check the game. Uh. Game Pass app. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, there were there are a couple Ubisoft games on there, so if it's not on there now, I feel like they'll add it eventually. Yeah. It's five dollars. Yeah, if it's five dollars then it more than likely is not in their game pass. So yeah, that that might be something you might have to purchase, unfortunately. But, hey, man, they want five whole dollars. <laughs> <laughs> you 
<laughs> yeah, man. That's five dollars too much. <laughs> I tell you, bro. And I got game pass. The boy better be free. That's just fine. I'm gonna see how much uh let me see how long is that game. Is that worth playing? I like to watch dogs too. More than more I like than the Watch Dogs Legion. And what yeah, more than I like the Watch Dogs to one, yeah, definitely. But it was more of um it had more like it was more polished and the character was decent enough, but I mean he wasn't the greatest character either, but he was decent. He was he, more than I thought that was cool. I was like, Hey I was like, hey, where 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 can I find out more information? He black. <laughs> I literally like that. That's that's what sold you. He, nah, I ain't sold me. It's what got me. Like, all right, oh, instead yeah, of playing yeah, with fake, yeah, you're now. right. Nah, not sold you because you ain't got it. <laughs> it was more of a yeah. Okay, I piqued my interest. You had my yeah. Attention. You had to play a fake back man on the first one. I'm like, bro, what is yeah. this dude? Edgy yeah. little weird dude. Like, I'm like, bro. <laughs> Bro, I don't see the Uplay symbol. I see EA symbol. I don't know. Maybe I'm tripping. But I thought you said... I, yeah, I could have sworn they had the Uplay stuff. Um, But, but yeah. Uh, but anyway, moving moving on. Um, The CEO took a pay cut. Games ain't in games. But games still ain't gaming. And Ubisoft still Ubisoft. So there's nothing much to that story. Um, I don't think it was a good idea. I don't think it should be exposing you. I mean, obviously, I guess it's public record. I don't know, but I wouldn't expose my, my salary, oh, especially I, if it doesn't work. One other thing I was going to say about Ubisoft is that they were, um, they tried not to get bought. They're trying not that, to that get was, bought? Uh, yeah, that, that was the thing going on with them I guess, last year and, and still this year because they sales were down or whatever blah 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 and there were companies looking at them to purchase them not not like microsoft or sony but like these private uh oh yeah yeah, yeah. The, the private yeah the private groups that be trying to come through i think they own a quite a bit i think they just bought um the square enix crystal dynamics like um the western yeah. stuff right yeah yeah and ubisoft i think the the CEO, I think his family are, ha- are like all in senior positions, and so like they're trying to consolidate their funds or whatever, so that they don't get uh, bought out. Gotcha. Interesting, interesting. But yeah, man, I think um, I think Ubisoft is um, it's in a spiral. Um, they're not really doing the, they're not really doing what they're supposed to be doing, but. We will see. We will see. Um, what was I finna say? It was something else that I wanted to talk about. Um, no, 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 no. Oh yeah, we could talk about. Um, I guess the last topic could be about Miss Marvel. <sighs> TV, 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 TV. Um, I want to be sensitive around this subject I guess because it's it is um how do you say progressive (laughs) as in 
more diversity in character, right? Um, I don't really enjoy Miss Marvel as a character. Like, I feel like the Avengers game did a better job with her as a character than this show right now. Level episode three in. Obviously, she can grow. Obviously, she can get better. It's obviously meant for her to be super into comics and super into, like, the superheroes and all that stuff. Um, it's, this is heavy spoilers. If y'all ain't watched it, click off. But, um, essentially, Krina loves it. And that's my wife. I don't. Um, I like. It's okay. I'm more interested in... The side stuff. Like. Honestly. I guess that is what the show is about though. It's not really about her being truly a. Superhero. It's just like. It feels more about. It feel like. Miss Marvel. If she wasn't there at all. The show would still be interesting. Because. The whole. Um. Her powers and it's like it helps pro it helps provide plot points for the other stuff to shine but it's not necessarily the focus does that make sense i, I mean guess. yeah it makes sense and i think that is like you said karina like it and i i like it a lot too and i think that for a superhero show like you know, what's the best superhero show out? Probably like The Boys or something, where mm -hmm. every episode you're going to see something interesting or people are like fighting and it's like they're using their powers in unique ways. That's not what the show is about. Like, what I would say is the best part about the show is that they can completely remove all the superhero stuff and I think I would still enjoy it. Like, maybe I wouldn't like even hear about the show at that point because I don't. You know, I'm not looking for a teen comedy or like a uh, show or something like that. But as a show, I think that's its strong point because, like I said, the side stuff, like they're learning about their family or their culture or, uh, you know, the all the side characters. Like I think the the brother's funny and like her friends are yeah, funny. Yeah, the aunties. The main character, like... she's funny and like yeah. And they got your girl from uh, Apex in there. Uh, it, you ain't Rampart? know that? Rampart? <laughs> one of the... Yeah. She I knew it was Rampart. Hey, you talking about... She's one of the... Um, I knew it was Rampart because I heard the voice. And I was like, that sounds like something I know. But I just never yeah. put it together. Because I was like, that sounds like Rampart. And then I was like, hmm. Yeah, she always like, got like a, uh, a funny... <laughs> Something to say. Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then I was like, so, oh, that's cool, though. That's 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 cool and unique. But you're back to the point of the show being a show on its own. I would watch something like this just to just to figure out if they gonna get together with with the little boy, right? I would watch the show like mm -hmm. that regardless. I don't need Miss Marvel. That is my that's my plight with the show is that I really just don't think. I don't think I, 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 I put my thinking cap on and I think of it as in, okay, how do we sell a diverse show? 
and then they say, well, we could put Marvel behind it. I'm like, okay, that's fine. But why do you need to sell me a show with Ms. Marvel in it to show me the diverse characters? I feel like I feel like it was just a way for them to do this without with like it just felt more um it didn't feel organic to me. I feel like I'm why do you feel like it's a diverse show? I feel like it's a diverse show because that's all they talk about is the the, the culture of her like her um if they talk more about that than anything. Like they they're bringing us into her world more than any other character like like if I was to say the same thing about um Winter Soldier and Cap- Captain America and Winter Soldier I would say the same thing about that show. That show had more action, but it was more about him being black than anything. Yeah, that and that's my. Uh, well, I'll say I agree on that one. I don't agree with Miss Marvel because the difference is that I think that a, a show like a diverse show is taking a white character like Bucky and introducing him to a black problems and like that's the story it's like you're a white character you don't understand that even think you you and this other person are completely equal y'all are y'all are not seen equal in the eyes of the world and him learning that where it's like i don't think miss marvel is trying to teach anything other than like here's a culture that you probably have not ever seen in a you know big budget tv show and they're just doing the the work to show you the culture versus like if you watch you know even though it's a black show so i don't really count it but like you watch um everybody hates chris and like he's going through all the minor details that you would see from a black perspective because that's his perspective and so i I personally i didn't feel like it was trying to like be cool or diverse because i feel like oh this is just her story and her world and, and it is well, no, I, what I would say, it is made by people from that culture because, like, all the directors and people and stuff like that are from that culture. And so I just feel like they're just showing me their perspective with the extra superpower stuff in it. Because, like, the, the, the thing that is, like, so I'm not Muslim and I'm not a girl. And, like, they had one conversation there in the bathrooms where, like, oh, well, Muslim families or to them don't allow their daughters to use tampons or something like that. And like, oh, I would never know that. And I feel like that's just a probably completely common to somebody else that I wouldn't have known. And it was just presented in like a casual way. It wasn't like a episode about this specific thing. Yeah, I guess you're right there. Um, um, in, in regards to I should probably change my definition of what I'm talking about because I guess it's not a diverse show. It is a, I feel like it's a checklist of identifying characters. Ident- I, I, character to yeah, identify. But I think that's what it, I think yeah. that checklist is being ticked off. Taking a step back though, I what it, it what you mean like overall is like the Marvel big picture they have their black character that with black panther they got the asian character with 
Shang Chi. They got their um, Pakistani character with Miss Marvel. Like, yeah, I can understand that they're that they're gonna go around the whole world and pick their culture exactly. and like. That. I just feel yeah, like that, it's not like, about. Sure, I don't think. Even no. from the game, like I don't think Miss Marvel is an interesting superhero. Like I've never liked her powers, no matter what. But her as a person, like from the show, like oh, she's still a funny person, and I, I like her character because like mm. she's can be relatable or funny or stuff like that. But as a superhero, she's not. She's never gonna be like a superhero that I, I like. So. There, there's that, but I was just say that maybe going into it, they know that her powers are not that interesting, so they just made hmm. her backstory more interesting instead of her superhero journey. You know? No, that makes. So I, I don't know. That makes like, sense. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. I just don't. I don't. It's not serving up that to me. To me, it's serving up. Mm-hmm. We need to get a Latina. Hispanic, we need to get well, a, a, a Hispanic character. We need to get a black character. We need to get a um, it it feels um, it just doesn't feel like this is this is meant to help tell a a, a good overarching story. It's just meant to showcase characters in different cultures, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the story is fine enough. Obviously, um, I do not, I do not, I do not like the character because she, I think she do stupid stuff, but um, and like she make bad decisions. But um, but that's not, it's not me for me to judge. I guess it's not me for to judge her on her her flaws. I guess it's meant for me to kind of kind of look at the like the overall picture of her, and that's why I was kind of like, I don't want to say it's a bad show, because it's not a bad show, it's not a good superhero show to me. It just feels like it's a yeah. It feels like I've watched it when. Uh, have you seen that show? Um, what's her name? Uh, the girl is Mindy Kaling produced it. It was um. Damn it. It was like they was going through like her it's a Netflix show. And they were going through um like this Indian girl's upbringing and it's very similar. Oh, the the girl from the office? Not the girl from Mindy Kaling is the girl from the office, but she produced it. Not the Mindy Kaling project. Oh, I watched okay. that too, but it was the other show that just came out on Netflix, very teen oriented. Um uh, it was um, uh, never have I ever we got two seasons mm-hmm. it's basically a girl growing up same cultural difference <laughs> same I, I feel like they did it I'm just saying they felt like they did it better so the character did not need to be there in my opinion in Miss Marvel but I get I get what they're doing, and I get I guess I just seen it I seen it done better, and then when I when I'm watching this show, I'm looking for things to kind of gravitate towards because it ain't the main character, and um, if it doesn't feel um, 
it I, I guess I don't I guess I don't feel like it was done it was done well. Kreenith loves it. She feels like the artistic, you know, like the transition. I said I should I should I shouldn't be I should be so more interested in the transitions and how they're popping up the text messages and how they're doing cool like moment to moment shots. I should be more focused on the characters and how they are driving the story. Um, the side characters do more for that for me than the actual main. And I just felt like um, I'm not going to get there with her. I, I feel like she does bad, make bad decisions. I feel like she's not really. Um, I, I I guess it's that it's this it's that same teen, you know, problematic to solve. You know, you 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 create a problem, then you solve it later type of thing right you know, like this the, the person doesn't make a bad decision and then you have to solve it throughout the episode or maybe it's an overarching bad decision and then you got to solve it throughout the entirety of it the last third episode when they were trying to actually like take her up out of here i was like what the heck going on? I, that was where i was like um okay this is a little bit different i didn't expect it to get too violent but so it was really violent and i was like hmm this is strange so I am interested in seeing the next episode, but again, it's not for the main character. It's more about the stuff that happened around. It. And I guess as long as you're creating that, I can, can get a, I can move along with it. It's not like I have to like the main character. Yeah, play watch the show. But I just but don't think Miss Marvel. I don't know. I would. I I like Kamala. And, but I feel like it's because I came in with no expectations that it would be a superhero show. And, like, still, I, I'm i not thinking of her as, like, a superhero. Like, I'm just thinking of her as a, like, I don't know how old she is, but, like, she's just a teenager. And she's, like, trying to learn how to drive and, like, date people. And, like, I, I'm thinking of it in that perspective. If I was watching something else, like Gossip Girl. Obviously, yeah. everybody in the show is gonna make a stupid decision, and that's the whole point. Like all high school drama is, you did yeah, something that you decisions. shouldn't have, and now you gotta deal with the consequences. And like, so my my thing is that even if it didn't have any more, like it will have more superhero stuff in the the next few episodes. But I feel like it doesn't need a lot of superhero stuff and fighting. For her story to make sense that she's just trying to learn, like, her place in her life, whatever. Uh, so you and felt I like her... I learned that... Oh, go ahead. Uh, no, go ahead. So you felt like some of the resolutions that were occurring during these episodes, 1, 2, and 3, were... Like, like when she got cut to, like, being at home, and I just felt like the, se <laughs> the sequencing was off to me. I felt like it was too easy. Sometimes and I feel like, well, this doesn't make any sense. And I guess I'm just overthinking it because it's a Marvel show. And I feel like most of the time they don't just they don't just allow things to move past like that. Especially when they're like big moments. Like when she when she got done fighting them and she just went home and went to sleep. I was like, What? How does that happen? Like they know where you stay. Yeah, the boy know where you stay. Why are you just going to sleep? So it just be like, I, I guess I'm thinking of it like a like a real action-packed Marvel show. But in reality, I should be thinking of it like a teen, you know, grow up, you know, coming, in, coming into their own type of show versus actually a legitimate 
Loki or um, like a yeah. No, like I would say um, WandaVision or since something I've been like watching that. all the Disney shows, I come to expect all of them are gonna have plot holes. Like every single show that has come out has plot holes, and if you're gonna like, if it if it bothers you, then you're not gonna like any of the Disney shows that much because they're I I can tell that that's not their purpose. They just want to have their story move forward they're not trying to tell a airtight story so that one but two like i said if you remove the superhero stuff from it she's at a wedding somebody comes to the wedding to fight them or rob her she or whatever and like another teen drama and they get arrested she's just gonna go home even though in like a marvel show like oh she's gotta go find the avengers or she gotta go hide in a bunker somewhere because they're trying to kill her and like that might make sense in the superhero story, but for like a teenage story, like no, she's just gonna go home. At best, she's gonna like tell the police, and then that's it. Like, and what I, was the point of having I the cops? I wasn't anything else. What was the point of having the cops be racist? Like the, the like the FBI people talking about let's go find the minorities. What was the point of that? For their perspective, like so. The the um whatever they're called they're like a special group of police whatever and they 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 said that uh, we're gonna go to the mosque and blah 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 but they said that the FBI is a separate department and the FBI is already surveilling them so that's like a commentary on like a real mosque like probably they have FBI looking at them regularly. And so I, I mean, I didn't take it as like a, a woke moment or whatever. But like I say, if it's like, I, I've never been to a mosque. I don't know anything about mosque. But if you're telling me that it's pretty common for, the government to be investigating your mosque, I would believe it because of how, people think of like, their religion or whatever. Agreed, I guess. It, I guess I'm not. I'm not. I'm not talking about that part. I'm not talking about them being, being surveillance. That that makes that makes. I mean that that doesn't make sense. I'm like I'm saying that like that doesn't make sense as in like surveying survey them. I'm talking about that, that whole conversation was just weird. It just didn't feel like it was a. Uh, I don't know. I, I guess I'm just overthinking every part of it. I just feel like stuff is stupid. And I just feel like I, it could be taken out. And it doesn't need to be there. I'm not saying that you don't showcase bigotry and like legit racism in a show. I'm just saying use it in a proper... I felt like it was just a waste there. Because I didn't get it. I, knew, I understand... Did you like it in uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Mm, yes, but that was because it actually had an impact on what he. I guess my. I guess my. I guess my. I, I think they're both the same. It's just you related to it in Falcon and the Soldier, and like maybe you didn't relate to it in this one because I mean you don't. Yeah, had a perspective because I I've seen the same argument about the Falcon and the Soldier. That people talking about it on podcasts and stuff, and they're like, "It's all right. the The action is good, and the story is kind of so so." 
but I I just felt like the uh the moments with like Sam talking about being black and the stuff with Isaiah was like forced and stuff like that. And those people were not black, but that's their perspective on it. And I felt like for me it was the complete opposite. Like obviously I know that corporations aren't gonna like force uh but it was you them deducing that into it the was story. an Indian. Not, the, not it being an Indian, but how they deduced that it was an Indian. The way they just kept questioning her, the girl didn't say anything, and they came up to the conclusion that it was an Indian. And it was just like, how do you come to that from what she said? And I just felt like it was... Oh, like, I uh, mean, in that conversation, it was like they were guessing, and she was giving answers. Because first they said, she looks like you, she's white, right? And she was like, no, she's not white. And they're like, oh, so she's not white. That means she's a minority. And like, maybe, I'm not saying that that is a real reflection on how police interview people, but it was just showing that they're smarter than this girl and she's going to like give them answers and they're just going to fuck with her. Yeah, I, 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 I guess I'm just, um, I, I'm going to... I'm going to let the show be because, again, it's not a bad show. I just find some things to be, um, out, out of place in my mind. I'm not saying that I don't understand racism and what they do to people in mosque and, like, the whole situation about them coming and not even having, like, their they're um like not even having a search warrant and, and like obviously all that stuff is common you know that, that they're going to try to pretend like they have the authority oh. to some, come in and do something but they don't um and then the ability to, for the girl to come in and she's she's kind of going through her whole the phase of you know finding her voice and becoming one of the members on the the council for the mosque and all that is great I just, I, I so just. So I, I'm gonna let you finish. I was just gonna quickly ask you, you y'all like the Netflix shows because y'all was watching them, but did did you like Luke Cage? Yeah, I like Luke Cage. Okay. And like, I'll I'll be honest. Like, I don't hate it, but I don't like it because I feel everything in the show is not authentic with the struggles that they're trying to show like every time the two police officers are there like you know the the black girl she's always trying to relate with the black kids and like you know i'm gonna beat you at basketball blah 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 i'm like uh yeah this is stereotypical and then the uh the white cop is always like saying racist stuff like you on purpose like oh yeah the the puerto ricans came down here like ha 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 the puerto ricans and like what is this show like i don't understand who they're trying to market it to because this doesn't feel like authentic black like some stuff does like you know uh the music and how they're trying to represent like uh harlem um after the 70s and stuff like that but also it doesn't feel like a black story that black people would relate to so i'm not sure who this is for and i don't get that feeling at all from miss marvel i just I'm, feel like i am definitely not show. but even if it's the same i would say like at best it's like better than luke cage's like 
relation to their own culture. I am definitely not um, putting their the, their culture on the stand because that is something I can't do at all, nor am I trying to relate it that way. I am trying to just simply state that this show has very strange moments where they push the story oh, forward. Oh, yeah, and I, I'm, I would never say that it, it doesn't, and, like, I can I can understand that, but and I, I just wasn't weirded out by the cultural aspect of it. The cultural aspect of it, I was not weirded out by. I was weirded out by immediately going from minority to Indian to to let's go let's go hit up the mosques and it just it it that that sequence of events seemed a little weird it felt like they just it it felt like it was there to put the plot for it it wasn't really like any strong detective work or anything like that it was just like we got a hunch that it's somebody this way let's go attack them because we need to we need to we need to get these cops to their mosque to 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 showcase their discrimination and that was fine i just don't like the way it moved and that conversation went about it because it did not seem well as if it worked it they just didn't jump like right was... to the mosque after the conversation no they it's like to... they didn't go until after she was at the mosque and then they went to the mosque because like she saved right. the boy from falling and then the next day they showed up because they saw her at that specific mosque right but that's what she said when she left she said let's go hit up the mosques when she left that's not i'm not saying that well, she, she went said there every... after she said, let's go talk to everybody. But she said, let's check every church. Yeah, let's check every church, every blah, 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 and every mosque. Like, they they cover all bases. They didn't just say, let's check every mosque. Well, maybe I heard it. Maybe I heard it, the, the emphasis on the last part. But maybe, I, like, maybe, I, maybe I, I, I think the it. whole point of the conversation is that they were trying to guess, trying to profile the person. The person is not white. She doesn't have red hair. Uh, and the girls are up close and so like okay let's check out every place that a non-white person is going to be and th- she literally said let's go to every church every i forget the second one but it was another like you know a cultural place like a synagogue or something like that and then the last one and let's check every mosque because they were trying to single out all the minority groups and we're going to check each minority group till we figure out what this person is okay uh I I am accepting of that reality um, and I'm moving forward to the other points of the show that I just didn't find interesting, but it's not really, it's no point. I don't like the show, I mean, um, but I think it's fine. I think it's a, I don't like the show for, I don't like the show for a superhero show. I like the show for a standardized show i think it's fine to watch and get through i, I don't find I that there um there's there's no i guess there's no real reason for me to watch it to like tie into something else it's just more about me wanting to finish it and also get more understanding about because i do like that part of it even though i'm i'm not i guess i'm not thrashing on that part i'm just talking about the the inconsistencies of how what she does and like the mom not wanting to talk about 
the her mom her her mom and what she did and like everybody thinks she's like the devil or whatever and um i want to see what kind of goes from there from that like the, the cultural aspect of it not really to understand the power because we kind of know what it is and um that's like the least interesting thing now it's like the more interesting stuff is just really getting a, a better understanding of her family and her history um so that's fine like i said it's just the did you, least, uh, most interesting part about it is the character so did you watch um moon knight i didn't finish it i watched the last watched okay. four episodes but i did not finish it okay um uh, the fourth episode is when he gets shot or something right Fourth episode, I thought the last one was when he stole the, um, he gave the guy his body and he stole the, um, map from that rich guy. Oh, that one? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because the Moon Knight is the situation that I feel like it's going to end up exactly like this show where they have the, the stuff about the family, but at the end, it's not what's going to be the good part of the show. Because, like, Moon Knight had its story, like, trying to figure out, you know, what's going on, blah, 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 and they go around the world, and they fight that guy, and they get the maps, and stuff like that. And all that stuff is not, honestly, not that interesting. Like, I enjoy the actors, and they were doing, you know, their, their job and stuff. But it's actually the last two episodes where they actually go through the... How to put it? It's not the... Anyways, my whole point is that I'm not expecting a actual like story payoff. I'm expecting them to have a good like either character moments or emotional moments with the family because I feel like they they know that this is their strong point and the superhero part is not their strong point. And so same thing with Moon Knight. They knew that the superhero stuff is not their strong point. So we're going to give you these emotional and character moments and the, at the end because this is what actually is going to stick with people and not the uh, the fighting itself. Anyways, the, that's why when going into this show, like, oh, it, I, I kind of see where they're going because they did the same thing with Moon Knight. And so whatever with the superhero stuff, that's why it's only like five minutes of every episode because they're trying to get you introduced to like all these other characters who you should care about. So when she has to save them or she can't save them, you already have a relationship with like her brother and her mom and all these people. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think that's something that, um, I just don't, I just know, I know the, re I guess the, the, the reality of what her, her powers and her limitations are. I feel like, um, it's very obvious. Um, and it's going to kind of cause more of a problem than it fixes. So, I mean, like I said, it's it's more about the, the character development of everyone else that it's really true to keep me engaged um again when they started fighting it made zero sense to why they were trying to like basically kill the woman and they were supposed to say they need her um and it just <laughs> it was like the action scene that they wanted to put in to make people feel like it was gonna they're trying to sell you a marvel but it's really just anyways we'll see how it, how it shakes out at the end people um i'm not gonna keep going over this show i 
enjoy it enough to continue to watch. So hopefully you do the same. If it is if it's half as decent as Halo, um, I shouldn't have a problem. You know, everybody loved Halo, right? <laughs> a totally different genre, totally different things. But um, yeah, if you like, if you, if you if you if you're interested in like understanding more about ones or like getting like a sneak peek into another another um, culture and like really understanding. Sometimes I feel like these shows do a good job at that. Never have I ever, Mindy Project, um, even this show here, like, um, even, because the only reason I know about, like, aunties and them having to call everybody that they know aunties, even though they're not their real aunties, is because I was watching other shows, like, Never Have I Ever and other stuff like that, and they just kind of always talk about how these people are probably the meanest people on the planet to them, <laughs> and they just are, you know... You know, that is their culture, though. That's how they kind of do it. Um, getting more understanding of why, how they split up um, in the mosque. They split the men from the women and the women sitting in the back. And it's just that type of stuff. Like, that interest is, that's interesting to me. And it also kind of helps me type of, like, a small window into their reality on a day-to-day basis. So, that is what this show does. And it does that at least well. So... If you're interested in like seeing that type of stuff, I would lower the expectation on the superhero and kind of heighten the expectations. I'm just telling a a solid comedy-driven story about a kid growing up. So, I mean, that's what it is. So, yeah. I'll continue to watch, and um, I'll let you know how it ends. But um, I think talking to you kind of simmered my expectations on... Um, what I kind of I guess it kind not not similar, but it kind of leveled what I'm what I should actually expect. And honestly, yeah, I would say finish Moon Knight. And if you hate it, how it ends, or you like how it ends, I feel like this show is going to end up similar area. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's same thing with Loki. Loki was more about the him and his old girl, the fake the the girl Loki relationship than anything it wasn't really about Loki yeah in his powers or anything and i like loki so i'm fine with that i guess that realm of reality is simply gods so it's not nothing based in reality for me so i could just get with it and like sometimes if they have something that they can't explain i just say oh it's some god thing <laughs> i don't know <laughs> but this is like based yeah in and reality. also it's not a uh... Yeah, a new character either because like yeah you, you know, know Loki. Loki so this is just a side story where exactly. like you're trying to learn at the same time that they're trying to like engage me with the other stuff so yeah it's kind of like well if she's doing this and why she can't just figure this out why she's acting like she can't figure out how to use her power blah 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 and it's like yeah and then it kind of kind of turns out a rabbit hole when I should really just take it for what it's worth at, at face value at least but yeah um, thank you guys for listening. We're over time. Uh, that's pretty much all I want to talk about today. Any lasting words? Anything I want to say before we get up out of here? I'm I'm pretty tired. Not gonna lie. <laughs> uh, no, I feel, feel like we said a lot. They getting their money's worth this week. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They getting their money's uh, worth for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. Not like yeah. the flash shells, of course. <clears throat> oh. 
Yeah, man. So, um, all right. Well, that's pretty much it. That is the show. Thank you guys for listening. As always, if you got to the end of this, you're the real OG as usual. I appreciate you the most. Um, you're my favorite. But thanks for listening, and we will talk to you guys in two weeks. Peace.